What is good, y'all? It is your boy, Jonathan. So excited to be with y'all again um, to have another great conversation. I actually don't have another, I don't have a highly visible topic this week. There's a lot of things we could talk about Ron DeSantis announcing his presidency. We could also talk about Ron DeSantis, who, um, <laughs> who keeps signing these ridiculous bills. I think it's like 500 plus, like, anti, like, trans bills that are going on right now. We could talk about the fact that uh, he's in this long-going feud with Disney, which honestly is not going well for him. Um, they just canceled almost a billion-dollar plan um, to build some new offices down in Florida, um, losing, costing that area 2,000 jobs. But I'm not going to talk about any of those things. I actually don't have a topic this week that I really want to dive into. One, because it's late, and also because I'm tired and I've been really, really busy. Um, but I did want to ask a favor. Um, we launched the the show again, and we have been having such a good time. Shout out Reggie, who's been doing some great, great work um, with the show. And I've heard some fantastic feedback just in passing um, that the show feels better. Can you do me a favor? Can you just like, you know, share it with somebody, subscribe to the show, um, even... Even give it, rate the show wherever you're listening to it. Just rate it. It really, really is helpful um, for other folks to discover it. I read all those comments, and it's also encouraging to me to see some of those things. And I really want an honest one. You know, we got five stars across the board, but I really want to hear from y'all and what you think of the show. So drop a comment, drop a like. I don't know. This is not YouTube, but <laughs> y'all get it. Um, anyways, on to this dope conversation. Take care, y'all. Yeah, but Elijah, bro, how are you coming in today? Like, what's been going on with you? Well, um, that's a great question. I'm trying to think of how far back I should go. So you, you, I guess you on a personal that. note, all right, all right. On a personal note, I'm recovering from ACL and meniscus surgery. So oh, my God. That's more That's more immediate, I should say. Jeez, okay. <laughs> God, all right. 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 Yeah. So I'm about uh, three weeks out of surgery and okay. uh, been been, uh, you know, crutching around the house and wheeling around the house. Oh my uh, yeah. Trying to listen to the doctor and everything. So that's yeah. more the immediate focus right now. And um, and it's been it's been cool because honestly, what that does. Right. It's kind of slows life down a bit. Mm. Uh, you know, when I first got hurt, that's kind of what happened uh, back like literally two days after my birthday in January. And uh, and life's kind of slows down a little bit. Yeah. And uh, and then you start to you know, you start to do more things and then you're like surgery hits slows right back down. So mm. it's a good reminder, you know, to, to kind of like take my time, you know, think, think ahead of time and, and, um, also just be ready for like the journey and, and the climb back. And, and I think that, that, that's been, it's been an interesting roller coaster of kind of like thoughts and, and emotions, Yeah. but overall optimistic because I feel like I've been here before, like literally three, three months ago, I was in the exact same position. So wow. I was able to come into it a little bit better and um, yeah. And, and uh, felt good. So yeah, it's, it's good. I, and uh, I'll be doing a lot of uh, coaching, not only in like leadership, but in rugby as well this summer. So all right, nice. It's, I'm, you know, I, I got, I got things to uh, invest in to, okay. to help along the, the journey as well. So. Is that how it happened? Rugby? No, ironically, it was soccer. Uh, so wow. okay. <laughs> I, was playing, I was playing. I was playing indoor, and uh, oh, yeah, went for a ball, stepped, got stuck in the turf, and boop, 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 pop. You, you want to know something, Elijah? <laughs> I was gonna actually say, was it turf? Because like that, 
turf is actually really dangerous for like ACL, MCL, PCL, whatever. Yeah. 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 That Odell Beckham, he was not joking. He, he, he slays a slurp, slurp. I was like, that's exactly what happened. I, so I was on my back so quick. I said, ah. <laughs> I, was oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like what is this um uh, but you know gladly it hasn't been too too crazy a pain on uh ironically you know okay. i know it's supposed to be like pretty bad people are like oh this is horrible it's like it mm. sucks but it's, it's more more um inconvenient than than painful mm. so yeah um but you know uh, outside of that really uh been enjoying the opportunity to do a lot more coaching um, just for a uh, coach for better primarily. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've, you've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that's been a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy what I do. Um, and, you know, it's funny because I, I feel like for a long time, you know, that quarter life crisis that hits, you know, and yeah, we all go through it. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and they're like, man, I'm never going to find that thing. And I'm grateful that I was able to find that. And then this year has been an opportunity to really dive into it and see like, all right, more more of it let's see what happens and it's like no it's still still energetic every time mm-hmm. right it's still joyful every time so i'm like all right bet like this is I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life and now it's just to uh, figure out how to how to make it sustainable right so yeah that's what yeah. i've been doing uh, outside yeah that's so dope yeah i was um it's a different kind of feeling when i, I can talk to somebody about like what i do and like mm-hmm. have like a joy about it you know what i'm saying like yeah. i feel there's some people that I like talk to or there's actually, there's a lot of people I talk to that are like, it's very, it's just very rare to hear people be like, I love what I do or I enjoy what I do. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, they'll say like, I enjoy the paycheck that it gives me or I, mm-hmm. um, I like my coworkers, but it's like, it's very rare to find like that inner the intersection of like joy, fulfillment, um, uh, joy and fulfillment, not with just the people you do it with, but like, yeah, the work itself. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm a coach as well, and it's just one of the you know, I just like legitimately like love my clients <laughs> so much. <laughs> like I, I love them so much, and like the epiphanies and the challenges that they they bring to me, and and the growth that happens for for them and myself as well. Because I get challenged mm-hmm. by you know, um, and encouraged by by them too. Um, and I don't know about you, but I just I, I mean I I got certified as a coach. And the way I was, co- thankfully, the place that I went to was like really helpful in, in forming um, like a solid foundation. And it was like yeah. equity and justice, like grounded in, in, oh. in that. But it was, but like, even still, there are some aspects of it where I'm like, you know, I'm trying to get ICF certified and the stark difference between yeah, like my, <laughs> yeah, the stark difference between my um certification and the ICF requirements it's just like so annoying because I'm like it's so structured it's so boom 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 um and so uh but compared to like this certification it was like yeah it's the structure there but you also need to be mindful of like the people that you're working with and and, like what they need and how to support them and sometimes you got to throw the rulebook out because like that is not going to help them you know what I'm saying and and as I've been coaching and and doing coaching for like the last couple years like that's what I've found to be the most like impactful thing is like when I'm vulnerable, when I open up about my own struggles, when I'm able to tell a story um, mm. and tell my story too, and like really connect deep, deeply. Um, that's when the real impact happens. Like, you know, I can't, yes, coaching is the, the, you know, allowing them the space to process and talk. And I do mm. do that, but there are some times where they really like actually need me to engage beyond just asking questions. Um, mm. 
and I, I try and push them when they're like wanting to give my, want me to give them an opinion. And I, I just yep. do, you probably have like that go-to question when you're like, well, what do you think? Or tell me more <laughs> or like, you know, <laughs> well, before I answer, yeah. tell me, tell me more about this or whatever, like just, just That's rewind right. it. But there are those moments where I just like truly, truly, truly enjoy like just that deep connection you have. And yeah. Uh, and, and the outcomes that come up, come up with that. It's, it's just so fun. It, it really is like coaching has been the joy of my life. Um, and I, I would have never thought, you know, if you would have talked to me 10, 10-ish years ago, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, I still wanted to go to law school, be a lawyer <laughs> okay. and be a corporate lawyer, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah. now just like doing this is just, yeah, this is like soul fulfilling. This is joy filled. This is, this is everything. So this is so dope. That's right. Man. Yeah. Hey, you know, what's funny, man. You hit so many things like, mm-hmm. like the nail on the head on on that coaching and then the feeling and you know it's funny too because you know you and i uh you know i looked i looked through your stuff i i presume we're about the same age almost exactly yeah, yeah, possibly probably yeah and and well, i'm 30 i'm college. about to be 32 so you know yeah i'm 31 so oh, yeah there it yeah, is i'm same, 31 same too all right same yeah, exact age. yeah right, okay <laughs> so i saw i saw when you graduated i was like oh yeah yeah we about the same age um so <laughs> um and so i was like i was like you know when you do the coaching right i I don't know what your program looked like, mm. but my program looked like all middle-aged white women. Mm. Um, that was what they looked like, mm-hmm. right? And I went through um, uh, IPEC is the name of the program I went through uh, okay. in 2019, and it was uh, it was so interesting because the imposter syndrome just jumps in right away mm. because mm. you don't see people that look like you, and you don't assume you can offer help. Mm. And and you were just talking about it's like it's really impactful when you could give that opportunity to be like, Oh wait, I've been there. Mm -hmm. Like, let me, let me not, let me not advise you there, but just let me let you know, give you the empathy and the, and, and the, uh, the understanding that's like, I I get what you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Right. And those feel really, really good in those Mm -hmm. moments. And, um, and sometimes, you know, it's, I, I like both. I like when I can say oh, I can re- relate directly to that. Um, mm-hmm. I like it because, oh, cool. I've either been here before and I've solved that problem or um, the flip side of that. If it's exactly what they've been through, I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> and I'm like, so uh, what do you think you should do? I'm writing down notes like that's a that's a I think that you should do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> People don't, people don't think that like we're getting something out of it. It's like, I don't yeah. know how many times I've been in that, in that session. And I'm just like, that's a good ass idea. Oh, I'm, that's a, I don't know if I can I'm like, that's, um, bro, you can cuss. This is explicit. Okay. Fuck, 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 fuck. There it is. <laughs> yo, All right. Um, I was like, yo, that's a good ass idea. And I was, yeah. you know, I, I don't get up. I'll get hyped with them. And be like, man, I'm going to do that too. Yeah, yeah. But you know, at the same time, I, I kind of want to, you know, and be like, mm. wow, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and so that's the joy of it because yeah. to me, like, like my ultimate, like joy I feel is in self-discovery, um, is, is the studying of yourself, I think is yeah. super fun. And probably why I talk to myself out loud too much. Mm. Uh, I'm that guy. I'll literally be by myself, have full blown conversations of like, so why did yeah, I? Me why did you do that? Uh, <laughs> me I mean, and I'll be questioning myself like, really, bro? Is that it? And I'm like, yeah, no, it's not. And <laughs> yeah, full blown conversations because I just want to know like, 
why? Like, I, yeah. I just want to know why. And yeah. my why is usually involving people of yes. like, why did you do that? And that yeah. includes me. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I almost <laughs> ran out the room when you said that, bro. Because, <laughs> like, it's so true. And sometimes there has to be, and I really want to look this up and see. I probably will. But, like, there has to be some kind of, like, psychology about, like, explicitly voicing out that. Because sometimes I'd be like, yo, do I need to, like, bring this up to my therapist and, and just, like, share, like, yo, because I do it a lot, like, a lot. And my, <laughs> my partner would be like, yeah? And I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. I was, I was, that was, I was talking to me. And, and that's, that's me. I'm talking to Jonathan. And at this point, we've been together for seven, eight years now. And she don't even, she doesn't even, unless yep. I explicitly call her name, she don't even say anything to me now because I'll just be talking <laughs> to myself. Like, yeah, so <laughs> it's wild. I'd be like, come on, bro. You got to be kidding me, Jonathan. That ain't it, bro. That is not it, dog. You need to go back to the drawing board with that one. That's know. right. I mean, yeah. Sometimes I got to talk to myself because somebody, some people don't talk to me the way I need to be talked to. And sometimes I got to just that's like, right. I got to keep it, keep it real. Keep it straight with me. Um, No, that's Man. dope. And I, and I love this idea of like self-discovery too. Because like, but, and mm. that's, that's a really good point that just happened, come to my mind. It's like this mm. idea where I used to think that there was something wrong with me with this idea of like vocally speaking out and, and sharing mm. and, and saying these things. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and now the more I communicate with other people, the more I realize, oh shoot, like a lot of other people actually vocalize outwardly. Um, mm. and that's just like how I actually process. And so I love this idea of like, that you brought up of like self-discovery, um, and how sometimes that even involves community, um, and like connecting with yeah. other people, which is the biggest reason why I love like podcasting, coaching, different things like yeah. that. Um, because like, it's, um, what I didn't realize about self-discovery and, and the reason why and actually connects to our, our broader topic of like black masculinity is like how mm -hmm. I was, how I was raised and how I was brought up and what I see mostly ar uh, around me, around masculinity, around like black men that I saw was that like mm -hmm. you, when it comes to emotions, when it comes to like processing things and stuff, um, unless it's like a practical need or, and maybe even oftentimes not even that, it's like you figure it out yourself. Um, mm. And I and I think that for a while, like that caused a, it, it caused a lot of like, for me to move slower in my own development, in my own process, in my own figuring out of life. Um, mm. And so like now I'm in a space where I am asking a lot of questions, ask for help. Um, that's something that like I'm, I'm working on with my intern, not to put you on the spot, Reg, but like, yo, like, I was able to yesterday we we met and chopped uh, me and Reg have one-on-ones weekly and he shared like this person straight up just like uh sorry Reg can I share this I'm gonna assume that I can share this if not I, I'll take it out in post but um but like bro flaked like he had okay cool bro flaked on him right and mm -hmm. uh this is for his final project you know what I'm saying like he like if he if he shows up to this call Reg, reggie's done with his finals and um and bro flaked and like he was sitting on the call and nobody showed up so he brought that up to me yesterday mm -hmm. and i said you know what i know that i know people if i don't know anybody directly i know that i know people in my network that can help i know for a fact and i said i'll i'll, I'll put out something in linkedin sure enough within 15 minutes six people mm -hmm. seven people eight people were like yo i got you um, I'll meet with you this week within two days. And I'm like, look, see, asking for help. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. it's one of those things where I've that's a lesson that I particularly learned this last year. Um, and even in my own development and growth, um, 
with my own masculinity and expanding what that means. And um, even like black masculinity, because it's just, it's something special about it. <laughs> it's something unique about it too. Yeah. So I don't know if you've That's experienced right. that, what your whole process is, how you, you were even brought up um, too with your own, you know, blackness, masculinity, or, and the the combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, like I, I was very fortunate to, you know, be raised by my father um, mm. and um, biological father even and mm. and and both of my parents in the home. And mm. like I, I recognize that um, I recognize that gift in that. And um, I recognize, too, that my dad didn't have know a dad really Mm. you know and so it's interesting when you when you are kind of the product of someone trying to navigate it Mm. right and Mm -hmm. when when they're trying to figure it out when Mm -hmm. they didn't have the best examples they had a couple but not the best examples because their father wasn't there and my mom's father wasn't there so it's like how how do you do this and Mm. you know all in all you know if I can reflect back and I'm like man he he did a damn good job Mm. of being able to to show me what that means to be black and and masculine Mm. um and then i can even which i'm grateful for see the areas in which i'm like that's probably not necessary for me yeah yep yep you know yeah you know what i'm saying and and like i get it like like there's coping strategies and mechanisms that you kind of have to do when you're trying to figure things out and when you don't have no other option and you you're told you have to be this and you have to be that. <clears throat> right. Um, yep. And, and so, you know, he, he instilled, I feel like all of the, all of the like really, really good traits of, of what black masculinity should entail. Right. Mm. Pro, like taking care of people, providing, you know, strength, etc. cetera. Mm. Um, and, the beautiful thing that I got the opportunity to evolve from because um, I think he, he had to set the foundation for me, but I got mm. to evolve from it, which mm. I'm glad that I didn't have to start where he was. Yeah. I got to evolve from it. And I know he'd be happy for me because of that. Yeah. Um, I got to evolve from, from where that was into a space that says, wait, there's choice. There's mm. difference. Mm. And, there doesn't have to be a good or bad and taking like the judgments off of things. Mm. Um, so for example, right. Um, you know, you, you, you've been in a long term relationship. Yep, yep. Um, and me and my wife have as well. You know, we just celebrated 10 years together, um, Amazing. five years Congrats. married. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, thank you. Thank you. And, and the beautiful thing about being with her though, is because she was raised by a father who didn't have any boys. Mm. and uh but he's definitely a manly man you know like as you can imagine um and and so she learned she learned very quickly that is like i i don't have to conform to any Mm. women roles Mm. not necessary for me i'm I'm tough i got it you know does that doesn't mean she acts out of her character or acts above it's just what she knew so when we got together, it was so funny to see those things challenged that I grew up thinking, this is what men do. This is, mm-hmm. this is what I do as a black man. And she's like, mm-hmm. you ain't got to do that, but you ain't got to do that. You ain't got to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But my, my dad does that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. so the beautiful thing I get to see is like, 
oh, okay, so it's tailored for you. It's not there's not a there's not a rule book. Mm-hmm. It's it's based on your agreements and your relationship. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, okay, that helps that helps then shape what masculinity looks like with my wife, with my friends, with mm-hmm. my family, because then it's based off of our relationship, not based off of what society says. Yeah. This is what it should be. Yep. Yeah. And I think for the longest time that was always the case. It was society says a strong, um, responsible black man does X yep. every time. Like we saw the movies, every movie was the same black dad, right? Yes. What yep. did they do? Right. It, there was no, there was no options for different. You had yep. to be like that. And if you weren't, it was, you were either, you were, um, made effeminate or you were considered not good at your job. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and so I'm grateful for that, for that interaction in my life and for her, for kind of pulling that out to where now I, I get to, I get to see it in maybe some friends that didn't have the same opportunity. And I was like, mm-hmm. bro, like you don't have to, you don't have to say, um, uh, much love. You can say, I love you. Right. Like, yeah. yep. Yep. you see, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yep. And like yep. the subtle differences. Right. And it's like, and it's uh, it's all good, right? And yeah. it's so funny to see like how how like me and my friends and like we have kind of reshaped what that looks and feels like as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's it's been a it's been a journey, but it's been one where I'm, it's been cool to be more observant and mm-hmm. more of the self discovery, just to look to see like what's happening and what is choice. What what can I do? Yeah, I love that idea of choice too, because like it's we have more like ability to choose than what we were given. Right. And yeah. I think, I think it, hmm, how, how should I say this? I see a lot of people not recognizing that they have choice um, mm-hmm. and presenting it to the world. Like, cause it, it actually like, it actually like bothers me. I think that, that like we're only presented like a, only a couple options of existence and, and like ways of, and just like being right um mm-hmm. which i think it, it puts people into a box um so you, you already touched on like media i guess i guess what i'm referring to is like those i'm i guess what's that dude's name talk about tate yeah andrew and like the andrew tates of the world and then there's like yeah. a group of uh, there's a group there's like a it's like a growing group of like these like hella toxic like yeah masculine folks that are like perpetuating these ideas of like what it means to be a man what it means to be masculine and i'm not gonna front like i didn't used to believe those things right um Mm. and like acknowledge those things and like accepted those things as truth um but that is the like but like to accept that way of being that way of existing that way that framework of thinking is like to reject the choice that you have which is like so it's like frustrating because like life is huge. The world is huge. <laughs> There's so many things that exist in the world. And like, you, you can't tell me that I have to be one way. Like, you can't tell me that like, um, that like my masculine, how I my masculinity, how I show up in this world is like a bad thing. Or in, in, if, if somebody is even a little bit more, um, and help me with the terminology if I'm getting it wrong. You said effeminate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to shit on somebody or like make fun of them or be, 
mean to them um, or like dismiss them as a human, dismiss their human humanity because of the way that they're, they're choosing to show up. Right. There's like freedom right. in that existence to, to be able to choose and the compassionate side of me. I'm wondering what trauma exists there, what pain exists there. Mm-hmm. And why do you feel like you, you must present this way and show up this way. Right. Um, instead of having the freedom and, and you already said this of saying like much love or one love or, you know, appreciate like, instead of just saying, I love you and like being vulnerable in that way. Right. Do you not believe that it's going to be reciprocated? Did I believe that there's like, like, was there rejection there? Like, what is it there that, um, Mm. that you don't want to want to show up that way? Um, Mm. yeah, uh, that, that's what, that's what I've been thinking about more recently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I know that one, that one's a, I feel like it's so multifaceted, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you know, it, over the years, it's been funny to kind of like think about like, are right, technically like someone defined masculine, like define it, right? And yeah. Like what 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 are you what are you putting in the synonyms? Like what what is it that you're using as words? Mm-hmm. And is it are they just stereotypes? Yeah. You know, I feel like that's what mostly is, right? And and I and it sucks because I feel like we you know as black people, I feel like we often we often don't mind buying into the pigeonhole i don't think we do it but i think sometimes we can buy into it Mm -hmm. and um because i think sometimes we see it as like a oh yeah i'm like i'm gonna show you or like a um or uh or yeah that is my that's my reality but that's just what it is and you know what are you gonna do about it's so like there's always some type of like defense mechanism we have to put up that's black mm-hmm. people, right? It's like always, yeah. there's always something we have to protect ourselves from, which mm-hmm. naturally makes sense. There's a lot of things trying to, to harm us. Yep. It just sucks because what that does, it makes us go into the corner and mm-hmm. it makes us be one way mm-hmm. because we we have to protect ourselves mm-hmm. yet at the same time exist. Mm-hmm. And that's hard, right? The, for example, someone to say, describe a stereotypical black dude. What do you imagine them them saying, right? Yeah. I, we could pitch that pretty fast. Yeah. And um, let me just say, it probably wouldn't be me. I, I yeah. wouldn't list myself. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't um, either. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> list it there. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I, I ain't got locks. I, I'm not like six foot. I'm not, I'm not angry. Like whatever, yeah. right? You could say, now, now what's a stereotypical white dude? They get like options. You got yeah. like Brad mm-hmm. and Chad frat boys. You yeah. got country white dude. You got yeah. nerd white dude. You got, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You got yeah. uh, what's that? What's the that the um the alpha guys with the vest? Like, oh, you get options. Yeah, you get options, and it's just like that's literally the point is mm. to say that you see them existing as as they want to and choose to exist. Shit, that's good. That's and, good. But, but we we are like, yeah. if I'm not that, I'm not a black man. Yeah. And so I, part of me's gotta gotta adopt some of it, right? Like I gotta I got oh, yo yeah yeah I'm hard. Yeah. Like like why yeah. why no I can't fight. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Can't fight. <laughs> yeah. All right. If push comes to shove, sure. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll try something. But yeah. I ran from a dog really and, and fell. I got hurt. Like, yeah. like I didn't make it. Like there was things that happened that would yeah. be like, this is embarrassing. Everybody else yeah. would be like, oh, that was just bad luck. For me, it's yeah. embarrassing. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Reg, make sure you clip that because that's such a that's such a really good point that like. And that is the, it's so hard to convey like that as a privilege because it's something that isn't, mm-hmm. it would be reciprocated. It would not reciprocate. It would be like, I just, I can hear the gaslighting happen. Like I can just hear it. I, I can hear the gaslight. Like just be different. It's okay. Like just show up, whatever. But then if you do that, you are rejected by black people. Like if you can't just like, you can't, it's like a song and dance, bro. And like the, the um the level of self-assurance and confidence and like self-esteem you must have to show up right is like mm-hmm. so much it's so much work that has to be done to like relieve yourself of that duty mm-hmm. of like putting on all of these different masks um mm-hmm. and you said it, you you're so right there's like so many things that we are already as black people fighting against having to show up just to survive right whether it be mm-hmm. literally surviving emotionally surviving, um, psychologically surviving, but like it is, yeah, it is, it is, it is hard. It's excruciatingly hard sometimes. And I think, I think that like, it's taken me a lot to, to, to be honest, to be comfortable around, uh, black folks in general, but black men in particular, because like I personally, just like internalize like anti-blackness to a degree that mm. I did not realize that was so unhealthy. And I didn't realize like how, what it was doing to not just like my, hmm, the way that I viewed my physical body as far as like my blackness, but also like even parts of like my maleness, right? Like mm-hmm. if I can't be this archetype or this stereotype of a black male, like you said, like then what am I? Like then yeah. who am I? Um, because I'm black, but I'm not black, black. Like I'm not yeah. like I'm I'm a black guy, I'm a black dude, you know. But like oftentimes what happened to me in college is like, you know, I'm that safe black guy that like it's the leap into like <laughs> before like they wanna date like a black dude, but they don't wanna like, you know, they don't wanna go too far. Um and like it's just like so it's so thank goodness for therapy, thank goodness for like this, this self-discovery and like ownership of like who I am and like truly I like love being black I love my culture I love like all aspects of that like I have a ton more like black male friends now um yep. but it's like taking a healing journey and also like some hard 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 truths of, of acknowledging like wow I I had this realization last night and I particularly wanted to bring it up today I went okay. to an event last night it was a black um black men's mental health event that was done by um uh is it actively black is that what it's called it's the apparel brand they did like a yeah. cool oh, yeah. yeah 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 they did like a cool like a mental health like um thing it was at sofi stadium um i don't watch i don't watch the nfl but sofi stadium yeah. i am in la and I, we went down to the field like we were on the field it was like the dopest thing but oh, it was yoga dope. it was a mental health like panel we had like accountability partners or whatever that we had at the end of the time. We had a sound bath, which if you haven't done a sound bath before, it's incredible. I highly recommend it. I love it. I um, but um, it's wonderful. 
Oh my god. Um, but um, but I I ha- had this realization as I was driving home that I. I typically support black women, especially within the last recent years of my own negrescence, which is a real term um, mm-hmm. that I, I support black women, especially because I didn't see in my own life role models that I could really say that that is the black man that I wanted to be growing up. Mm-hmm. Like I did not see that. And so like, I've had this internalized distrust of black men Um all of my life because I didn't see a version of an adult black male, an adult black man that I wanted to be, to be like, that like set a good example of me. And I want to say Cosby show, but like I try, it's hard to separate. I get that. It's so I hard. It. I, um, I watched a lot of Cosby show. Yeah. Up, so much Cosby. So it's hard. Yeah. yeah. And then like uncle Phil, like these are just so, there's so mm. many different qualities that like I saw on television, but I didn't see in real life. Um, mm. And it, and I real and I recognize that of like that's what this was an internalized like like not hatred not dislike but distrust of black black men mm. and like how I even viewed myself of like I could never be this um, yeah. it, it's just it, I had that realization last night driving home I had a long it was thirty minutes between uh, of from the drive on the drive home from that event but I was like damn. That's heavy. That's incredible, man. Yeah. That's absolutely incredible. And, yeah. and I'm glad you're able to have that moment with yourself and just just reflect and just be like, whoa, mm. you know, because because you're not the only one who probably had those thoughts. Mm. Right. Someone else showed up in that event. I was like, mm-hmm. do I belong here? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, that that guy looks like the uh, black guy. Right. <laughs> you know, like you can you can think about it and look at it. Um so man, that's 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 wild. You know, it's funny. Like, uh, I feel like you said <laughs> you said, uh, well, you know, at my institution, right? I I might be the intro black guy, right? I'm the I'm the black guy to get comfortable with other black guys. Yeah, right. Um, it's so funny because I went to a PWI as well. And okay, I yeah. listened to your last podcast, oh, and you were like, "Yeah, I went to a PWI," and I was like, "Yeah, I, I relate because uh, I, I went to Northern Iowa, and as you can imagine, got him." Um, and it, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so very, very small percentage. Yeah. Um, and and you know, growing up in high school, I went to probably about the same demographics because I was mm-hmm. from a small, small town in Iowa, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's just funny because you completely in a place like that. I completely like absorbed the whole Oreo, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I completely absorbed it. Thought it was yeah. normal. Thought it made sense. Oh yeah. I'm black, but not that black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I agree. Right. Yep. yep. And, um, and it went, went to your thing. It's like, do, do I, do I hate myself? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I did. Yeah. But I don't know. I I never reflected much to be like, why why don't I accept my blackness? My mm-hmm. my dad seemed pretty fairly comfortable. He didn't mm-hmm. they didn't like make a big deal of it. No one questioned him. No one ever seemed to, you know. Yeah. But yeah. you know, he he's not originally from there. My mom's not originally from there, but I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So so now it's like, okay, I'm from the small town. Uh 
not very many of us or if there are black kids they're all they're all mixed kids mm. right yep. so so it's like uh so it's it's just funny to to see that um because when i get to college i still still think in the same way it's like who's gonna be who's gonna be my friends here right it's yeah. like it's yeah. like I, I i still don't identify and it, it was like sophomore year i remember it to this day it's like i i did this program called a pathfinder in which you're like essentially helping all of the essentially minority groups kind of like mm-hmm. get uh like uh what's the what's the term i'm looking for get introduced like to campus Acclim- yeah, yeah, yeah. thank yeah, you yeah, yeah. getting gotcha. acclimated right yeah, it's like yeah. a two-week thing before school starts or like a week and oh yeah we had that too yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You kind of need yeah. it at our schools, right? Because yeah, I mean, sure. you can't just show and be like, "Hey, uh, they're like, yeah, we don't know what to do with you." So, so yeah. at least be like, "Hey, meet all the other ones that yeah. are also brown," and yeah. so that way you guys can be friends before you start meeting all the white people, right? And yeah, so, yeah. and so that was the mission, mm. and that 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 alone kind of changed like everything because mm. what I saw, what I saw was different than what I had, what I, what my lens was. Mm. Right. What I truly saw that time, I finally took off the glasses. I was like, okay, we kind of act the same. Hmm. Different. Mm. Didn't expect mm. that. All right. You're, you're kind of goofy and quiet. I, hmm, okay. That's weird. And you start to see the, the options. Yeah. And then you start hanging out with a bunch of people. And then you start hanging out with some of the other classmates that they're like, dude, you're just a straight genius. You, you can do anything you want. And you're, yeah. you know, um, you know, you're also from Iowa. And I'm like, you get to see all these different types of black people. And I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. This whole time, like I'm actually doing okay. Like I'm yeah. actually living a black experience. Like I'm actually yeah. being a black man. And mm-hmm. and it's so funny because you don't know until you see it. Like you yeah. said, I got I got more black friends now. It's like when you see the people that you get along with, and you and you start to see like, wow, we have so much in common. It almost validates your experience of being like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not that weird. Cause yeah. I always thought I'm just the guy that will always have the white friends. Like I, I really thought that one day mm-hmm. I was just like, this is what's going to be my life. Yeah. But when you finally see it and you experience it, it's just so different. And it opens your mind up to say like, all right, cool. I'm just going to be me. Like, yes, I play, I play soccer and rugby. I know they're not typical black sports, but I play them. It's fun. Yeah. Right. Um, rugby is so the same fun. Time, Underrated. Black people need to get into rugby, bro. I'm <laughs> telling you. Hey, it's so it, fun. Bro, it, it'd be a wrap. If, if black people were actually playing that instead of football, I can only imagine. Oh my God. It'd, it'd be embarrassing. It'd be a yeah. wrap. There's That's actually so a whole fun. Roots Roots rugby program that does that. Um, really? Which is really oh cool. They, there's yeah. several around the country, but. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. Sorry. I didn't but, want to throw you off, but rugby no, 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 it's good. Um, it's like, like they do that and then but at the same time i i love blast i love basketball i yeah. like to play it and i like to watch it i'm like so it's it, it was getting comfortable saying like it's this is a hobby this is mm-hmm. a sport this mm-hmm. is a blot this is a thing that is not my identity yeah and i think it's trying to identify what is your identity and what's just something you do mm-hmm. and not assigning everything to this is my blackness or this is my black maleness mm-hmm. this is just what i like to do and i think yeah. that frees us up to make choices and to also try new things and start to realize, Oh, we actually do like that. Or that's actually fun. It's like when yeah. black people finally was like, Oh, they let us in in golf. Right. Okay. Yeah. Some, some studied, but some are like, I'm still not going to do it. But then you just need a couple, like a couple more. Like, all right, now, yeah. now what do you see? Right. Yeah. Like there's yeah. whole cultures around it. Yeah. Around that sport. And I'm yeah. like, now black people are getting to swimming. 
Yep. Right. Gymnastics, killing yep. that. And it's just like all the things that you're not expecting mm-hmm. is because someone's like, well, I'm just seeing it as something I do. I, I'm yeah. not identify, I'm not taking it on as my identity. And I think that's that's when our experience gets a lot more fun. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that too. <laughs> and I and I try and t- I mean, I just think about all of like the experiences that I've had because I was willing to try something different. You know what I'm saying? Like I I yeah. I you know, I, I, I always used to feel like, oh my gosh, like, like, oh man, I, I like, I don't know why I'm saying this now, but like, I didn't actually hide it. Cause I actually loved like listening to like rock and all that stuff. Like in middle yeah. school, like that's literally, I listened to that more than hip hop and pop and everything. Yep. Like that was my go-to. Yep. Um, and then I listen to like throwbacks and then there's like these threads that pop up on like black Twitter or whatever. And it's just like, what are those, what are the classic like rock songs or whatever? And then there's so many people that are, I'm like, y'all did too. I literally thought I was a lone, lone black person. that was like listening to, you know what I'm saying? But it's a, again, and, and then when you start to yes. do, dig in the history of it, it's like black people started rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? That's it's right. just like, and it's, and it's, um, it's like, um, it's like you, you, you think about like music and like the beauty of even music and like how, I don't know, like how, I'll just say like how black people even use music as like, not just like an identity thing, but like that is, there is like a creativity of freedom there that exists there. Mm. There is a flourishing there. Um, And even if you go back to our roots, this is like what we use to survive. Like this is the safe spaces that we created with our music. Right. And the creativity right. flourished out of that was like um, healing. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. this was like our release. Um, and so there are so many different forms and ways of being within just like music. But like, I feel like I'm using that as a metaphor for like a broader like consciousness of like blackness. Right. And so like when we even mm-hmm. think about like blackness, masculinity, bro, like just try it out, experiment, show up, be. And I think what you're getting at too about like even as you were starting to like realize and recognize, like I could even, uh, when you said like you, when you did stuff and you weren't really sure, you weren't really like tying your identity to that or blackness is something that you did mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. I, like I did that, but I know that like, I did not like being black. Like when I think about it, if I'm hundred mm-hmm. percent honest, mm-hmm. there was so much confusion mm-hmm. and like pain and hurt and, and just like, just anxiety and unsuredness what insecurity around like me being black and not knowing how to be black right um that like i just didn't want to be black and i Mm. and it wasn't necessarily the black the that i just didn't feel like i knew what i was doing but like fast forward 10-ish years um i don't know i'm getting emotional right now Fast forward ten years, because I want to hug. I want to hug past Jonathan. Like I want to mm. hug him so bad. I want to like, I just want to just like hug the shit out of him and just like be mm. there and allow him to cry and just just like exist and be. Because I think mm. fast forward ten years, like all of that stuff, like literally doesn't matter. Um, like you could do those things and still be black. Like you can have mm. both, and you can show up. Um, but again, like I like I said earlier, it's like. I think there was like pains and hurts and stuff like that that was leading and guiding Jonathan through every single decision that he made. He just didn't want to make a bad one and be a bad representative of all black people of like Mm. trying to be a good one of like trying to show that not 
you know, black people can do these things too. And like taking all of that on his shoulders. And I just, there's just a lot of pressure. Like that's just a lot of pressure. And like none of that pressure I put on myself that was like all these white, white people saying all this stuff to me as I was growing up and getting older, um, being a gate program, being just like the only black person and like mm-hmm. them saying this stuff to me. Um, I internalized that and really, yeah. So I, I think now I'm just like, damn, I, I like I don't mind doing things on my own and showing up and existing and being. And then I'm like happy to see other black people doing it, but particularly like other black men doing it because like they do exist like other me's exist. Yeah. Other people that like sure. other black men that want to like, you know, go surfing or golf or play rugby or soccer. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, like they, they they exist. Right. And if you go outside of the U.S. context, like. They do. A lot of black people do all of these things. It's just, this is like a very U.S. like way that we view like blackness and black mas- black masculinity in a way. There's overlap, mm-hmm. right? Like when we generalize, mm-hmm. but like there's certain aspects I'm like, like it's, it's like, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, and we can choose, right? But yeah. like that, that unique experience, that lack of choice, that lack of access, that lack of opportunity, right? And, go back to what you said because it's such a good point of like we opt into those ways of being without us mm-hmm. necessarily realizing how damaging those things can can be and the i don't want to say prison but like how we are um mm-hmm. how we are confining ourselves to that one way of existing i'll stop mm-hmm. there but mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's powerful dude dude Dude, that's I knew it was gonna be a good conversation, Elijah. <laughs> Dude, that's powerful, man. That's so powerful. I think we should all go back and hug our our younger selves and yeah. you yeah. know, and oh yeah. man. Dude, that's yeah, I love that, man. I think that's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Oh man. Well, we are coming closer to end time. I wanna keep talking to you. Maybe we need to have a part two or something like later on. Like hey, Elijah, I'm in. you gotta come back. You gotta come back, bro. Like I'm this in, was fun. This was fun. <laughs> I don't know what topic. You could you could choose the topic, but you can let me know when you can come back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Hey, I do gotta say this. Hey, uh, black people, we need to start skydiving more. That's All you right. lost me. We, we, no, no, we <laughs> gotta do it. All right. I know, I know it's a little extreme, but since Tell we're talking about streams today. Tell me you why. know why? Because there is no there. You will not find an experience like that in your life. Really, it is impossible. You, you've gone. Yes. Okay. How many times? Yes, I've, I've gone only once. Oh, okay, I was about present. to say this. This motherfucker. Oh no, no. But I'm going again. <laughs> it was, I'm so confident that I'm doing this again. When I get when I get this leg right, I'm doing oh, yeah. this again. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've done I fly a few times. Okay. Um, but but no, there is there is there is such a freedom in that. And for one, in conquering a fear that is so stereotypical to black people yep, yep. and that of, of the heights and the plane, yep. like we don't do that. And yep. like that kind of irks me is like, we don't do that. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, that's funny. It's haha. Like in, in, in jokes, it's hilarious. Yeah. But then if you think about it, it's like, we're just limiting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm limiting like, look, I'm not saying like, we're going to go like, you need to go bomb like a hill on your skateboard. Like, mm. I'm not saying do that. I'm. But what I'm saying is, it's like, there are certain things that we could kind of push ourselves and be like, are we actually afraid of that? Mm. Or is that something that's like, that that could actually unlock a feeling that we've never had before? And personally, I think it's the latter. And even Will Smith yeah. did, right? And it's yeah. like, and it's a cool, it's such a dope feeling, bro. I'm telling mm. you, try it once. And the feeling of free fall, 
mm. and, it's, and it, it it's it's much shorter than it than it uh, uh than it really is right that's funny. Um, okay but it, it's a it's a beautiful experience all right you convince me i'll i'll, I'll go and when i go i'll, I'll post it I'll like do a video and post it on here sometime. I don't know when I'm gonna go, Please. but I will go. I will okay. not do bungee jumping though. That's too much for no, me. No, I will not do that either because yeah, yeah. I don't trust. I don't trust the bungee. Yeah, and the, I don't, the bouncing, the legs. The, and yeah, and then you gotta hang. Like nobody talks the about the part where you gotta hang and then yeah. they pull you up, bro. Or I, I guess nah. they, if you're down there, whatever. I don't want to do it. Anyways, I'll no, sky no, that, that, I, I, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't losing yeah. my my uh, my uh, legs like SpongeBob hit that hit the bottom and he's the bugs crack through the top. No, nah, I should feel like that's gonna happen. Like my legs is gonna come out on the bungee, and I'm yeah. like, no, nah, I'm straight. That's I'm, hilarious. I'm hilarious. <laughs> I, I I only think of I, I got one more question for you, but I always think yeah. of this when the bungee jumping. It's like that episode of, of uh, Fresh Prince where it's like Hillary, will you? <laughs> One of the greatest scenes of all time. They followed this man all the way down on the television. I'm like, who thought? <laughs> oh, I yes, will Trevor. not. Yeah, yes, yes Trevor. Yes, Trevor. What, <laughs> yes, Trevor. Like what? What did he? What did he say? They did Hillary dirty there. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> yo, but uh, Elijah, this has been a dope, dope time. A lot of laughs. Some incredible insight. Um, just like. You got me reflecting on a lot of stuff and just like the deep connection. I I only asked you like one of the questions sort of, but we were just going. So I love it. But um, the last question that I want to ask, and I'm curious because you've said so many dope things. Um, I know for me, I'm like still, I have a lot of questions that I'm still like pondering and wondering mm -hmm. about like my blackness, masculinity, my black masculinity. I'm going to mm -hmm. encompass those two things together. Um, as someone who identifies as, as black, um, or excuse me, not that. I would say as someone who is still navigating like your own world and still like self-discovery is still important to you, what is something mm -hmm. that you are still processing um, when it comes to your blackness and masculinity? Mm -hmm. Incredible question. I would say something that I'm that I'm still processing is <clears throat> yeah yeah that's it all right cool it's settled yeah it's <laughs> it's how do you like where's the line between vulnerability and weakness mm. when it comes to not like in relationships but when it comes to like like the outside world, mm. right? And I think I think that's multifaceted, and this is what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> My relationship, I can I can be one hundred percent honest because the person knows me. Mm -hmm. I have the context of doing that. There's safety there, but in 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 the in the world, right? There's certain vulnerabilities that still we just talked about it. If I'm vulnerable in a certain way, I could be deemed as something without people knowing who I am, more so by our community because we've kind of fallen into the trap, right? Mm -hmm. That part that part makes me hesitate sometimes with certain things. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, um, it's not, and to be honest, it's not like the easy stuff like, do you cry or do you, like, I think, 
I think we've kind of gotten past that. It's like, yeah, yeah. black man cry, uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's saying is like, I it's like think about in business, right? How comfortable is the black dude going to their white boss and saying, I can't do this? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, that's not going to happen. Why? Because yeah. we're already thinking that they think lower of us possibly, mm-hmm. or they're going to think, see, this is why I didn't want to do the diversity hire. Or you, you see how, how it gets, it's yeah. like, where's that line of vulnerability? Mm-hmm. And then like, and then like, what does this now meet weakness? Do am I now seen differently? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's something that's pretty unique to um, to us as as as, as black people. Um, mm. I think it's even worse, honestly, for black women. Mm-hmm. It yeah, sucks 100%. for black men. Even worse for black women even because worse, you're yeah. all, like it's even worse stereotyped, unfortunately, yeah. for yeah. them. But it, it's it's that moment and it's how to navigate that in the world mm. as as we're still trying to protect ourselves from it. Mm. It's saying like how how close do we get? How close can we get? To say like, hey, look, I'm real and I'm wanting to be real with you without being so far to where I'm like, oh, no, my my defenses are now down and I can get attacked or hurt because mm. the hurts, the attacks feel a lot more severe when they come. Mm. Right. They're more devastating. It's harder mm-hmm. to recover from. So most people don't even like to approach the defensive walls. They're like, mm-hmm. no, keep those up. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's trying to navigate that in in society and trying to figure that out like publicly i i can appreciate any celebrity who's good at that to be honest um like i think j cole's really good at that Mm -hmm. i think certain people that are like you are an honest person and very open but at the same time like you've been able to protect yourself from a lot of things Mm -hmm. and you doesn't doesn't seem to have like destroyed you yeah and i'm like i admire those people greatly because i'm like how do you do that when Mm -hmm. i know when I know the the goal is to is is to cause a little chaos, right? Like that's that's the goal, and so it's like, how do you do that? So that's one thing I I think I'm navigating, especially as something that I want to do more of this, mm-hmm. and maybe even expose myself more to the world of you know um, information and coaching and things like that. It's like, yeah. how far can I? How far is too far? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, if I started talking about that, I feel like we're going to talk for another 45 minutes. Because <laughs> that's such a good, that's so, God. You're coming back, Elijah. We're already, you're, it's already established. We got to keep the conversations going. Because, goddamn. Because go. that's such a really, really good point. And um, it's very, very true. And even as much as I've like, I'm like, quote unquote, processed, right? I, um, as I said, I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm talking about it. Uh, I feel like I, um, steal, I feel that like there's sometimes where I'm like, mm. if I'm working with a client and I said, I'm going to get something to them in mm-hmm. the back of my mind, I'm like, if I tell them I can't get this done by this time, I'm like, like, will they, but yeah, like that question in the back of my mind. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And to push through that, it's like addition, some extra work. Um, and then I feel like I have to, even when I send that email of like, Hey, I can't get this by you, but I'll get it by then. Then I feel like I'm scrambling at that point. I'm working from a deficit, um, mentally. So good point. Oof. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Man, y'all got a lot to chew on this episode. This was a good one. This was fun, man. Yo, appreciate you so much, Elijah. Seriously. And I'll, I'll say this for all the listeners. This is literally the first time me and Elijah are actually talking to each other we we are not friends i don't know him from eden he was referred by a 
uh, Katrina Stroll, who was on here um, last season. So um, it was nuts. So this was dope. This was dope. Yeah. Bro. Yo, shout out to K Stroll because um, yeah, they they came through and and yeah, I think they made a really awesome connection. Uh, you know, right. I, it's funny. I could tell. I was like, I think we're gonna have a good conversation. Yeah. I, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like assuming. You know, I yeah. felt felt right. I listened to your podcast. I'm like, I just like the way he converses. I'm like. I think I think we're gonna have a good talk. Yeah, and it kind of confirmed that. So yeah, yeah, this is the first time we sent like what one email, and that was and a couple of Instagram, uh, LinkedIn DMs, and now and, and we're here. So it's yeah. like I'm like, this is this is great. I love when yeah. this happens. I just made, I just made a new friend. <laughs> this is dope. See, this is why I love Let's my go. show. Um, so yes, uh, so bro, I want to give you the opportunity um, to like like what do you got going on next? Like. How can people connect with you? What do you got going on? This is your time to like plug, plug Elijah, like plug yourself. Oh, sheesh. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, I am a coach and I'm looking to continue to expand that, uh, that business. So, uh, you know, uh, what I like to, who I like to work with primarily is are, are people that are, you know, millennials, uh, even Gen Zers and especially people of color, mm-hmm. um, essentially the undercoached population. Mm. Uh, I like to work with that group because oftentimes coaching comes too late. Yeah. And I think people need to relate to, to people that are, you know, of similar age or similar background. And I think that helps tremendously. Mm. Uh, and so I, that's, that's my, that's my stilo. So if it's interesting. I'm always, always willing to have the conversation, but um, yeah, I'm probably the most active, I guess on LinkedIn, but I've been post, I've been trying to post more okay. on like Insta and TikTok as well. So uh, I'm sure you can plug those later, but yeah, that's what, that's what I got going on. That's what's up. Well, um, y'all, I'm going to have all of Elijah's contact info inside of the show description. So be sure to connect with, um, with bro and, uh, follow and reach out if you uh, want to coach. I can imagine that, uh, just as incredible as this conversation was, it's probably even more of an incredible time, like in a long-term coaching relationship, um, uh with elijah so yeah so um yeah so i'll make sure i get that plugged in there um but fantastic bro i appreciate you coming through and uh look forward to having you again hey appreciate it bro and real quick uh yeah uh, who who i need i want to i want to be able to send people your way as well like who who's your ideal clients like who do you like to to connect with Mm, such a good and this is also an opportunity for me to plug myself. Look at that. So yeah, I do um, that. So, but I am a, a translator for folks who are looking to transition out of or transitioning into a new journey, um, okay. particularly for folks that are in the nonprofit or higher ed space. They're looking to transition cool. out of that. I know how to translate translate that language into that's not necessarily nonprofit or higher ed speak and really make it more um, understandable for folks that are outside there because there's a very particular language for higher ed Mm. um, and nonprofit. And so I really help um, my clients navigate that space and also to identify like, what do you want to do? You don't have to let go of your passion for people developing, supporting and caring for people. You actually can do that in the for-profit space. It's so, so possible. And it's not Mm. um, like the for-profit space isn't like that big bad devil that we were told um, all these years. Actually, there are a lot of companies and um, millennials and um, Gen Zers that are starting these companies that have people at the center and the heart of it and like consciously like minded, equity minded um, business leaders and founders and stuff like that. So it's very, very possible to find these businesses that do that. Um, it's just we got to we got to re reframe some stuff because you are hireable. Um, you have a lot to offer to the world. 
Um, and I help people see that. So that's kind of like the people that I work with. Um, bro, thank you so much for just like giving your time. I appreciate you. Um, and yeah, uh, now we got to meet in person. Like we we connected so well virtual. Now sure. we got to meet in person. Yeah. Hey, I'm down the street, bro. I'm down the street. I'm in San Diego. Like, let's go ahead. Stop, and bro. That's bro, I'm home. down the street. That's my. Oh, that's home. where you're from. That's where I'm from. I'm from Chula Vista, bro. I used to live in. La Mesa. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah so I know on. exactly yeah, where you are. Yeah, we're definitely. Yeah, we're connected yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. that, that's already our rap. Right. Bring, bring, bring Reg. Sorry, bring Reg. <laughs> bring Reg and the tattoos. <laughs> bring Reg and the tattoos. <laughs> the bandana and the tattoos. Yo, bring it. <laughs> All right, we got to go. We got to go. All right, y'all. Peace. All right. Oh, one more thing, y'all. Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to go ahead and put into the show description um, a GoFundMe. So this one's kind of personal. Um, goodness. So my mom recently got married, um, and her husband, actually, um, he had a massive stroke. I mean, he, he almost died about a year ago, and he's been recovering. Um, it's actually been remarkable. He was told that, you know, he's not supposed to walk again. And he's making miraculous, miraculous recovery. I actually just saw a picture of him standing next to my mom. Um, but they're actually going to be having a ceremony um, at the end of this year in November. And I'm actually officiating and I'm so excited about it. But their uh, medical bills are exorbitant. Um, and they, yeah, they just want to live a wonderful life. And so you've heard my mom on here. She's a wonderful, fantastic woman. Larry is awesome. I'm like just over the moon for my mom and Larry, um, that they get to have um, a wedding at the end of the year. But those medical expenses are exorbitant. Um, and so would love for y'all to support anything, share the word. Again, that GoFundMe link is going to be in the show notes. So please, please, please support. Doesn't matter how little or how much, please help out. Um, all right, that's for real, for real it. <laughs> Bye, y'all. See you next week.